The woman in the doorway and I stare at each other for a second. You're Taryn March? Yes. I got your letter. I thought you couldn't be here. May I come in? Yeah, 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 of course. She moves to the side and I follow her into the kitchen. Good to see that for the most part my house hasn't changed. We sit down and talk about what happened. I explain my time in Spring Shard and what I understand about the turn back. So let me get this straight. The turn back is like a reset of the town? And that's why everything is different? From what I understand, yeah. There was another transfer before me, a woman named April May. But no one here remembers her. And now, no one here remembers me. Well, except for Lena and Oleg, I guess. Wait, I thought you said that people from out of town can't survive in the turn back. That's why I had to leave. But you survived. That's what's so odd about this. I don't know why I'm here, but apparently I can survive for some reason. I don't know if you'll be so lucky. Ugh, this is way too much to handle on a Wednesday. Look, I don't know what to do, but you clearly need a place to stay, so feel free to stay here. Thank you. She heads up to bed and I head to the guest room. As I lay in bed, I can't help but feel like something bad is going to happen. By morning, that fear has faded, but it's still laying in the back of my mind, like an element on a stove that was turned off but still holds on to part of the heat. June and I meet back downstairs for breakfast the next morning. As we sit eating our oatmeal, our thoughts are interrupted by a sharp knocking. Who could that be? Hello, June. I'm sorry, how do you know my name? Who are you exactly? Lena, their leader, pushes right past her and ignores her question. Taryn, we have a problem. Lena, what's happening? I went to see Oleg last night to tell him you were here, and he seemed scared, like something bad was going to happen. He wouldn't tell me what was going on, only that I had to go home right away, and when I went to 11th hour this morning, he wasn't there. There's no sign of him. Well, where could he be? I don't know, Taryn. He doesn't leave 11th hour. Taryn, we need to do something. Without a timekeeper, who knows what may go wrong? What about you? Oleg was training you, right? Me? No, 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 Taryn. You don't get it. The timeline is already unstable with both of you here. So unstable that the turnback is going to happen in about a week. So it's our fault this is happening? No, stay out of this. Lena, I know you don't feel ready, but you have to hold down the fort until we find him again. Okay, hold on. Who are you? How do you know my name? And what the heck is going on? Lena. It's the job of the timekeeper to know the transfer, and it's a matter of life and death for everyone in the town. If the turnback happens in a week, the whole town will fall apart. I thought you said that the town could handle it. Normally, yes, but this is a different circumstance. Three months is not long enough for the town to prepare for the turnback again. So we have to stop it. We, we can do that, right? I don't know. I'll look into it and get back to you. Great. Glad we got that figured out. Now we need to get to work. She's right. Good luck, Lena. Lena, their leader, heads out, and June and I get ready before heading to the office of the Spring Shark Chronicle. The Chronicle office has luckily not changed. Its ugly 80s decor and design are still as eye-bleeding as I remember it. We walk into the door and are greeted by Cynthia sitting at her desk, as if she hasn't moved since the last time I was here. Can I help you? I can't believe it. I actually miss the sound of her voice. Yes, we're here to see Xavier Moss. 
just go straight through the rotator and hit the button for room 7. We head in, and once the rotator spins us to Xavier's office, we exit into another room that looks just like the one we left, right down to the nasally secretary. Can I help you? We're here to see Xavier Moss. She presses a button on her intercom and shouts Xavier's name into it before singing Hey Jude and tap dancing on the speaker. When she's finished, she gestures for us to enter the office. I drag June into his office. She'll get used to all of that. Xavier is sitting on his desk with his feet up on his chair. Hello, you must be the new transfer, June. That's me. And who might you be? He gestures to me. I'm Taryn March. Another transfer? He scrutinizes me as I stand there awkwardly. I wasn't aware we'd be getting two transfers. It's a two-for-one deal? June seems to be struggling. I give her a look and she shrugs. Xavier stares intensely before leaning back. Tell me, Miss March, if the wind is blowing 50 kilometers an hour, your hat is yellow, and you are on a train headed to Kinkinady, Ohio, how many elephants can fit on the moon? Rutabaga. I answer without hesitation. June sends me a look of confusion. It's my turn to shrug. Xavier scratches his chin. Interesting answer. I mean, it's correct, but I've never seen someone so on their feet. You may stay, but I'm afraid you'll both have to share a desk. If it's okay with you, I work better in the field, but I'll come in and submit my stories, of course. Of course, of course. Whatever suits your needs. I'll see you both soon. He waves us both out of his office, and I lead June to the desks of the reporters. I lead her to what will now be her desk, and she settles in. I sweep my gaze over the office. The majority of people are still the same, but their desks have moved around. I see Olita sitting at her desk. She surrounded herself with a wall of paper clips and sticky notes to make her workplace more private. In another corner is Chrome. I speed walk over and tap him on the shoulder. He pulls the headphones from his ears and turns to me. Can I help you? Hi, I'm Taryn March. I just wanted to introduce myself. Well, hello then. I'm Caliber Chrome. Call me Chrome. I've read some of your articles. They're really good. I highly doubt that. I'm just a photographer. I don't write articles. So you could have me confused with Olita Dupree. I can see how you get us mixed up. He gestures to the woman with a tall beehive hairdo with real bees flying around it. We look very much alike. They do not. That's probably what I meant. But I have seen your photos and I'd love to work with you sometime. Sure, why not? You seem competent. Thanks, I think. Well, it was nice to meet you. I rush back to June. That was not my chrome. He doesn't remember me at all. June places a comforting hand on my shoulder. I'm sure he'll come around. Even if he doesn't remember you, you can still be friends. It's not really the same, but thanks for trying to cheer me up. The two of us clear up her desk and discuss our next set of actions. June decides that she wants to introduce herself to our co-workers. She makes her way over to Olita's desk before I can even try to stop her. Hi, I'm June. This is Taryn. And you are? Olita gives her a once-over, her lips pursing like she just took a bite of lemon cake that someone put more lemon in instead of sugar. I believe that my name is my business, so please, that out. 
She turns back to her work. Her name is Olita, I tell June. June looks back at Olita, who is now eating a sandwich. She continues to talk in what I can only assume is a fruitless attempt to befriend the only person in the world who considers everything about herself a private matter. That looks good. What type of sandwich is that? That's a private matter, thank you very much. Oh, good to see Alita hasn't changed. I pull June away before she can get herself in deeper. We spend the day making plans for articles to write and reading old newspaper clippings. In sports, the Springshard Seals fought their rivals, the Springshard Seals, in a harrowing match of pole vaulting. After a close game that could have gone to anyone, the winner was the Springshard Seals, with 243,986.852 to 2. A teacher at Springshard High, Miss Cherry, who was a sentient piece of banana cream pie, has decided to create a parent-teacher association for the school. This comes as a surprise, as when asked about how she felt about the parents of Spring Shard students, she had nothing nice to say. She also had nothing bad to say, as while she is sentient, she is still a piece of banana cream pie and does not have the organs required to speak. Mayor Tetra Burns asked that all citizens of Spring Shard avoid Route 3.9. Not for any suspicious reason, for a totally valid reason, like potholes or a group of wild buffaloes practicing a Michael Bublé cover concert that they're going to perform next month. Totally not because of a secret agency doing some highly suspicious experiments. Why would you even think that? The end of the day approaches and we make our way back to the house. That evening, we're minding our own business when we are interrupted by a violent knocking on the door. I open the door and Lena, their leader, pushes her way into the room, followed by Lena, the girl with the afro, Connor, the boy in white overalls, and Connor, the boy with shabby bangs. The three of them are now teenagers as well. However, while Lena, the girl with the afro, still has her distinctive look, Connor, the boy in white overalls, is now wearing a pair of acid wash jeans. Hi, Lena. Wait, who are your friends? This is Connor. Lena and Connor. June gives me a look. I shrug. You'll get used to it. What's going on, Lena? We figured it out. We know how to stop the turn back. Hi, this is AJ Robinson, creator of Chronicles of Springshard and the voice of Taryn March. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. If you like the episode and want to know when the next episode is up, feel free to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Springshard Chronicle for weekly updates and teasers. Episode 4 will be up on March 20th. If you like this episode and would like to listen to it even when you don't have Wi-Fi, it is available for download. If you want to listen while looking at a picture of the super cool cover art, you can also listen on YouTube. Check our social media for more information. The awesome music you are listening to right now... is by Chaos Emerald on YouTube. Go check out her channel once this episode is done. In fact, if you're listening on YouTube, I'll even give you a link in the description below. You can also check her out on Instagram and Twitter at Emma Joyce Y. The voice of June Hardy was Carly Curtis. The voice of Xavier Moss was Jillian Grace. The voice of Alita Dupree was Marina Kirinova. 
The voice of Lena, the leader of the Lemonade Gang, was Kirsten Gorman. Special thanks to Jess Milton, Derek Taggart, and to you listening right now. Now it's time to stop the turn back.